Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we continue our chat about Google Marketing Live. Now, if you don't remember, last week, Tuesday, during our 5 p.m. UK time and 12 p.m. Eastern time, we had a chat. We had our reactions about Google Marketing Live while it was happening live at that exact time. So it wasn't the usual Julie's question and answers. We just shared our reactions and there was some live reactions there very interesting reactions about updates that happened and this week we're continuing on that but it's a special one because we've got Ginny Marvin who is Google's ads liaison so yeah if you want to follow her follow at ads liaison and she shares some really interesting updates about Google but today we have her joining our chat hearing firsthand so this is as good as google listening to our reactions to google marketing live and um, us asking her some questions so i'll try not to repeat myself into some of our reactions that we had from last week but just give some interesting new answers um, that we had there were some very new answers there were some questions that were asked to Ginny herself so hopefully that information will be useful to you so yeah hope you enjoy Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share and retweet on that's right Twitter with my handle the marketing Anu or join us on our LinkedIn group which is at PPC chat roundup which is the yeah the ppc chat roundup podcast or if you're on instagram why don't you check us out at ppc chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from previous episodes so yeah as previously said we are talking about google marketing live again but this time it is in the usual form that we usually do it in julie asks us some questions we give some answers but halfway through we actually um, have julie then getting people to ask their questions directly to genie so yeah let's get right into it so Julie goes, hello and thank you for joining me today. We have Ads Liaison with us today, aka Ginny Marvin, to answer all of your questions after last week's Google Marketing Live event. But first, how are you doing? Sarah Steeman joins us saying, great, we had summer weekend and hit the pool this past weekend. Hope you are well too. Oh, I've, I'm hoping for a bit of pool time over um, on Friday in UK. We're going to be celebrating the Queen's 70th year on the throne which is like the longest monarchy and maybe in europe i don't know one of the the longest and um so yeah we're gonna have a four-day weekend we've got thursday and friday off so yeah and and can't complain and robert brady says the same can't complain always nice to have as week start on tuesday yeah they had memorial day on monday which is um the day they take off to remember war veterans 
I believe it's if it isn't, please correct me if I'm wrong. Julie Yaga goes, yeah, excited to have Ad Ads on with us. Ginny Marvin, Kiddo and I have had a cold from hell and just keeps going. Oh Lord, Julie, she's always does the most, even when ill. But before we get into it, we to the questions. This chat, as usual, is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. And especially if you're gonna be asking questions of Ginny, please, it doesn't matter what level you're on. So if you have something you want to share, please do. We are friendly and supportive community please don't be afraid to participate lurkers and listeners of the podcast of course always welcome as well so yeah Jeannie goes hi everyone glad to be joining today to answer your post gml questions and glenn goes welcome back to pc chat because yeah Jeannie has been one of those amazing people who yeah joins our chats on a regular basis and has co-hosted with Jeannie before so yeah good to have her back and before we get into the question, Julie just quickly goes, we are going to have a few questions for us all to answer and then we'll get into the questions for Ginny. I have some prepared for her as well. So yeah, Ginny starts off with, you know, let's get started. Let's start off by sharing our overall reactions to this year's Google Marketing Live event. How are you feeling? What are you thinking one week later? One week later, I'm feeling underwhelmed is what I said. I felt felt like, you know, Dwayne Brown also mentioned this, which I'll mention that there were some things I was expecting that was going to be announced that wasn't. And uh, yeah, I just felt that it was very much like a big marketing event for, especially for retailers, for, well, for, for retail companies and less so for B2Bs. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk more about that later. Dwayne Brown answer says, has become more of a wider marketing event than more people outside of paid ads can watch and understand what is going on so that more people outside of paid search ads can watch and understand what is going on, which is a good thing, feels less about new things and more just a catch up with what has been announced over the last six to 12 months. So yeah, things are not really particularly new. So he, he continues, I wish they announced it at the event, but the one click update tool for Pmax is here as of last week, you see those, and there, that's the thing. That's what I mean about some things that I feel that they should have announced wasn't necessarily announced. Robert Brady replies, seemed like YouTube shorts got mentioned a lot as the competitor to TikTok. Quite a few mentions of the 360 suite of products, very heavy e-com focus, not a lot for SMB advertisers, in my opinion, very detail light. Yeah, not a lot of detail. Chris Ridley replies, simultaneously, there was a lot announced and also not a lot at all announced at GML 2022 absolutely like there was there was a lot of content but a lot of things that I feel that I'm like I was like mm, I'm not sure there was any information on that Julie replies PPC Kirk described it perfectly when he said it felt like a presentation for shareholders rather than advertisers also it was very very heavily e-commerce focused which left non-e-com people like me feeling left out. Nothing for small biz, nothing, absolutely nothing. Dwayne continues, B2B and such will always place second chair to e-com and DTC type brands on ad platforms, easier to attract and set up the latter. Then we have Gil Gilner replying saying, I'm mostly wondering why they didn't talk about GA4 and no one's talking about how terrible the transition is going for so many clients currently setting up most conversion tracking from scratch. Again, that would be annoying. 
And then we have Lawrence Chase replying saying, I will, I will echo doing Brown's thoughts as it felt like an event for not just marketers, but a wider audience, maybe more geared towards shareholders in a way. I still liked a couple of the notes. However, Ashton Clark replies saying, I think somebody in PPC chat said this during the event or in Thursday's audio space and it resonated with me, but it feels like the event was more geared towards high level insights for shareholders as opposed to specific products, info, or changes for marketers. So yes, again, very much the opinion that it felt like it was for shareholders. I say the same thing. John Kagan replies, nothing was surprising. I came away with more questions than answers on PMAX. Unfortunately, I couldn't make the GA4 session. You can't say privacy and transparency without providing answers to questions about privacy and transparency. <laughs> yeah. Gil replies saying, my conspiracy is that GA4 is just a glorified UA with renamed functions to serve as a privacy facade, like user sessions are now engaged sessions. Yeah. John replies, I don't disagree. I just find it weird when glorified equals to less intuitive. Yeah, I shouldn't be less intuitive. And Julie takes us on to question two saying, what was the thing that, that was announced or talked about that you found most interesting? Why is it interesting to you? For me, Performance Max, all the stuff around Performance Max, because that's something our clients are talking a lot about. That's really like the latest of what's going on today. I saw on Twitter that it has been announced that in July, by July, as in, in one month's time, you the um all smart shopping campaigns are going to be switched over to performance max campaigns. So yeah, look out for those kind of changes. And I think feel that something that was coming up within a month, I don't remember that being talked about at all at, at, at GML. So these kinds of things I found that interesting, but also a lot that was not necessarily announced that I feel that they should have. Gil replies saying lots of stuff coming out about PMAX, which is important, especially for e-commerce clients. So yeah, that's in reply to question two as well. I'm a fan. It's providing, it's improving slowly, still need more granular control. And yeah, we've got Robert Rady replying saying the feature to add a product straight into cart from the SERP and go to checkout. Pretty cool. And I think that's pretty cool. But I was like, what is the part of the brand's checkout then? So does that mean that doesn't count as a click? Sorry, is my, and I was like, is my total lack of shopping experience sharing? Probably was. Julie replies to me saying the click to add to cart happens in the ad. So that is the click. Interesting. So yeah, at least we know that that's still considered as a click. We had Lawrence Chase replying saying shopping going right to the cart for me was a biggie. I work with a lot of e-com clients. This would be a very interesting thing to see if it reduces some of the friction and increases conversion rates. Hopefully it gets expanded from just Walmart and Shopify soon. Glenn replies saying when they talked about the C-bomb tag, C-bomb? tag yeah i felt something significant coming but without more information it's hard to gauge its impact and when brown replies to question two saying the piece around going after loyalty customers was called big focus on first party data i thought the 3d product upload was interesting i want to know what pm thought of that hard enough to get people to build out proper shopping feeds feels like a niche offering. Interesting. Julie replies saying, I was most interested in all the times uploading cust your customer data was included when talking about the future of Google ads. As I said, this represents a huge liability shift for privacy and data. The new tag has me curious to how it will work. And then we have Sarah Steeman replying to question two saying, I'm interested in the new third 
3D product images in the shopping campaigns and the upload your customer list or we care about privacy situation list or we care about privacy situation. Yeah, John Kagan replies saying that I absolutely love the concept of loyalty program integration. Definitely a new and dynamic way to target. Only roadblock is I need it for all types of loyalty programs, not just retail, i.e. QSR. And then we yeah, are, we've got Christine Zernheld as well, same targeting Google audiences on connected TVs. This makes so much sense. And I think it's interesting that it kind of blurs the line between PPCers and traditional media buyers. I wonder how this will change creative. And I hope to see some of my ads during the real housewives. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sarah goes, yes. While I watch clothes, holes and leggings tests, Julie goes, could you please clarify on this ad liaison? So Jenny, the TV audiences is only available available to display and ads 360 advertisers, not all advertisers, right? And Glenn replies that, yeah, there was a time when Google let your text ads be repurposed in newspapers. We'll have to see how stepping across channel boundaries goes for them this time. You were able to do text ads in newspapers? That is much news to me. Interesting. Ashton Clark as well replies to question two, saying that the emphasis on making Google more visual or engaging was interesting. And it makes me think that there will be more extensions coming out that focus on engagement, like the chat extension that was mentioned. Also the emphasis on first party data and new CRM integrations. And Kurt Henniger as well replies, says audience targeting on connected TVs. When will those platforms be available to non-360 accounts? So yeah, the whole audience targeting on uh, connected TVs, it looks like it's only for um, SA360 users. Julie then goes on to question three saying, is there anything you thought for sure would be discussed and or announced at this year's Google Marketing Live that was not? So what do you have a thought about that? For me, it's GA4. I think that was the, the general consensus. Gil Gildner says that. I expected some announcements to be made about GA4. We'd all love for it to be na- natively integrated on Shopify, WooCommerce et al. Glenn as well goes GA4 and the just over a year countdown to it being the sole analytics offering. I think Dwayne Brown, or actually no, Kirk Williams mentioned something like that just before our chat about GA4 being missing. James Voboda as well, GA4 features and developments as well. And then we have um, Ashton Clark going, definitely thought there would be more about GA4. Everybody's GA4. Armina Farid, lead generation and how the lead generation extension can be effective for companies. Robert Brady with Pmax getting bigger. I really expected to see something specific around reporting or additional optimization opportunities with that campaign type. It was all very broad and more on GA4 since that's happening in 13 months so everybody missed out on some GA4 information yep and Dwayne Brown as well saying beyond at least mentioning GA4 becoming the default July 1st 2023 maybe I missed it mentioned asset library is pretty cool something needed really badly John Kagan goes shockingly no they were pretty transparent leading up to it so it left few things few few of any things that couldn't be talked about that wouldn't lead to a riot and then we have Sarah Steeman going yeah I expect more tactical updates but I guess they make those all year little things like heat mapping in interface are easy and make us lever pullers happy there normally is stuff like that so yeah and then we've got julie then going on yeah any questions for Jeannie herself? I will start the new visual ad formats. Can we get some clarification? Are they for apparel only? Will they appear on mobile 
only. I'm not sure Jeannie got to that question, but she's going to be on the Twitter Spaces chat tomorrow. So join that for yeah, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Um, British time. And Lawrence replies to question three saying, my personal wish is for them to do more, go, go more into B2B. But my guess is everyone was hoping for a little more about GA4. I have a lot of B2B brands who sell online. So my heart is hair. Amalia goes, I always want more lead gen and SMB content. It was frustrating that the only one involved partnering with was HubSpot. Glenn replies, I'm in the same boat, Lawrence, B2B scrapes for scrum, for crumbs. So yeah b2b is an area that yeah i saw a lot of people talk about and i've reported that back well i've fed that back to our team going we need better solutions for b2bs and hopefully we can bring that to you from marin software very soon amali replies to question three saying the depreciation of keywords we know it's coming just a matter of when but they likely not use such a big platform for that announcement sneak it into a blog update no don't sneak it in let us know when it's going to be google and another question um, in answer to Judy's uh, mention about ask um, Jeannie some questions. Lawrence goes, any idea when the direct to cart shopping feature will be available to other retailers late 2022, 2023? Some clients will be excited to hear about this, but want to keep expectations in check. Another very nice and interesting question from Ashton is um, when he goes with ET has been sunset on June 30th. Will we ever get insights into clicks, CTR conversions, etc., for specific headlines and descriptions in RSAs or will it continue to only be impressions and checking which combinations Google shows most often. Ashton then continues saying, similarly, will, will, will we be able to add exclusions or negatives to PMAX campaigns in the near future? And Anders replies here, yeah, personally having a very hard time considering PMAXing campaigns as long as negatives are not readily available. That is a legacy paid search expectations and a common sense marketing tool in my opinion. And then John Kagan goes, hey, I'm, I lied. Something was missing. How come there is no talk about YouTube audio ads? Anyone interested in that as well? Now, here's a question that Judy asked that was answered by Ginny. Um, Julie goes, can you give some more detail on how the new version of responsive ads will work with pulling information from your web, um, from your website? How will this work versus DSA? Can you specify which pages should be used for new RSA crawling features? And ads... Um, Jenny goes automatically created assets for RSAs is in beta. It may pull from relevant web pages on the site, the ad landing page itself, other text ads in the same ad group and or keywords in the ad group. And she gives a link to more on that, which I'll share in the show notes. Gil replies, does the new version of RSAs also create headlines with too many characters to be valid headlines? I think that's a cheeky question. Ginny goes, yeah, it should not know. If, you, if you've seen this happen, please DM me with details. And a thread that I was very interested in, which was about like B2B. So yeah, when Lawrence had said, my personal wish is for them to go more into B2B, but my guess is everyone was hoping for a little bit more GA4. Glenn replies, I'm in the same boat, Lawrence, B2B scrapes for crumbs. Julie replies, we need to loop beyond the page. So that's Melissa McKee into this thread as she has thoughts 
in caps <laughs> on B2B's continual short thrift shrift. Lawrence replies, yes, Melissa McKee and Andrea Cruz will both have some good thoughts for this. And then Andrea yeah, comes in the conversation saying, I don't know what the question is, but no one is really going to produce content for B2B verticals because it's very difficult and companies don't like difficult. I don't wait for that anymore. If we were at least mentioned, I would be shook. And I will reply because I'm actually quite intrigued about what tech tools can do for B2B. So I asked this may be too broad a question, but what would be a big win in terms of tech solution for you in regards to B2B? Melissa replies to this. For me, it would be relevant audiences at scale, i.e. big enough to target some way to make audience creation easier. Oh, we can come up with a solution for that. Andrea rep- agrees to that saying 100% B2B audiences are heavily needed. Ginny replies, I'll pass that along. And also this is where using offline conversion upload and customer ma- customer match can help guide the system to find relevant audiences. And yeah, they posed a, a, an issue with that. And Andrea goes, hi, Ginny, how are you? One of the difficulties I have found is that you need a lot, like a lot of business email to be able to get a decent match rate. In my experience, we only get like 10% to 20% match rate from business emails, some feedback for the team. Lawrence replies, I literally just had this issue last week. Thanks for the reminder. Yes to this 100%. Google's match rate on B2C emails is incredible at 70% plus most of the time but the b2b match rate is extremely low and yeah melissa goes 100 this we have had clients upload lists with 20,000 users and end up with audience too small to serve due to terrible match rates and that and Ginny replies i know this can be an issue while not always possible or available adding additional first party data can often help more on how to improve match rates here. So there'll be a link to that on the show notes about how to improve match rates. And yeah, and Andrea goes, Ginny, one follow-up question, adding business address or information is yielding larger match types. In the past, it didn't help unless you had home address. Melissa goes, right, a lot of B2B lists have company address or phones, etc. Another expectation that was shared by Chris Ridley that he didn't see announced or talked about a lot at GML was him going, I was fully expecting negative keywords for PMAX to be announced for brand safety concern. A a boy can dream. And on that note, we come to the end of this chat and our review about GML. There's going to be one last talk about it tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern time and 5 p.m. GMT, which is going to be on Twitter spaces. The the weekly one that Julie has as the post, the the verbal um, version of our conversation. So if you still have thoughts about it, things that you still want to share about things that you missed, that you didn't catch up with, please, yeah, join us tomorrow Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern time or 5 p.m. GMT. So yeah, please join us for that. For now, so yeah, I hope you found the talk useful and taking some great takeaways. For any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some corrections on anything that has been shared, please get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on the handle The Marketing Anu or on LinkedIn, which is you can find me on yeah the PPC Chat Roundup podcast group. And yeah, we would love to hear your thoughts if you want to share them there. It will also be great for all uh, my longstanding members or if you've listened to the an episode for more than 30 seconds to um, leave a rating or a review on um, either Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of the other ones. It literally takes a few seconds, especially on Spotify. So yeah, if you just go to linktree.com forward slash PPC chat underscore 
roundup you will um get um the the links of where you can get that so again that is l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e um forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup Another little note as well as one of my latest projects is that because I found a, a gap in the markets, especially in the UK, of affordable PPC events for practitioners, I've created PPC Live UK. That's a website, ppclive.uk.com. You can check that out. We've also got a company page on LinkedIn or and or we're on Twitter as well at PPC Live UK. And it's an event where we're going to have three speakers. One of the speakers is from Impression. We've also got past speakers from Brighton SEO joining us, as well as myself. I'll be doing, doing a, a talk at this inaugural event and that I'm very proud of that is happening on July 28th at 5.30 p.m. July 28th, 5.30 p.m. I'd love it if you could join us there. And the tickets are only £8. So if you're interested in that, go to bit.ly forward slash PPC Live UK. Again, bit.ly forward slash PPC Live UK. And finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week.